Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Quarterfinal Friday did not disappoint on the French Riviera of Monte Carlo or the low country of South Carolina. Nearly unthinkable, Rafa got rocked by Russia's Andre Rublev for one of his most unexpected exits on clay. And a shakeup in Charleston as the local star goes down. And this teenager takes another step to her second straight title. So what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. <laughs> TC Live bringing that Rublev swagger right now. Well, the sun going down in Charleston. Stars about to come out. We saw both supernovas and new nebulas on the court today. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live. It's our 30-minute post-game show to get you caught up on everything in the tennis world. We've got all the huge highlights, interviews with Prakash Worldwide, a change in Dominic team's schedule, and some tennis trickeration you do not want to miss. With that, we bring you into our new studios here in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman alongside Chanda Rubin. Travis Scott going to have to make a new album, call it Astroworld, because the former Vandy star was in sicko mode today. And Chanda, speaking of sicko mode, how about Andre Rublev? What a day with upsets. Uh, it was incredible. And, and we thought Nadal was playing so well. He was. And Rublev kind of completely took him out of his game. Some of that... You know, just a bad day at the office for Nadal. But the combination was because Rublev stayed the course. It was impressive. We're going to have those full highlights for you. We also have our man, John Wertheim, on TC Live today. There was no Nadal. There was no Djokovic in Miami. Guess what? There was Nadal and Djokovic in Monte Carlo. They're not in the semifinals, John. Yeah, we were trying to look up when was the last time those two guys were in a draw and did not make it to the round of four. We had a big upset yesterday. We got a big one today. Much, much different context. We'll talk about it. But uh, a seismic upset two days in a row in Monte Carlo. Crazy stuff. Let's get straight to it. Rafa Nadal, 16th straight quarterfinal in Monte Carlo. Andre Rublev playing in guess what? His very first Rublev had never won a set against Nadal. That would change quickly, Chanda. Yeah, everything was stacked against Rublev in this match, but you wouldn't know it by the way he played. Nadal, of course, helped him out early on with a lot of double faults. He would have seven over the course of the match, but it was the timing of it. Rublev able to get the break back again towards the end of this first set and just kept the pressure on. He matched Nadal in terms of the intensity, the fitness, and his ability to extend and stay in some of these rallies, this one was big. Rafa Nadal started turning things around in that second set after Rublev got up the break, and it looked like things were going to settle, that Nadal was going to take this match in three sets. But the beginning of the third, Rublev had different ideas, and this is probably one of the toughest points of the match, back and forth, a bit of a gut buster, and it was Rublev who got the last say at the end of it with, again, just intensity during the point, ability to play in all areas of the court. He would get that early break in the third set and really didn't look back. Kept the pressure on Nadal. It was Rublev taking over the middle of the court, using his forehand beautifully there. And in the end, 
Nadal just had no say in this match. A fantastic effort and win for Andre Rublev. Uh, you see what it means to him equals the biggest result of Andre Rublev's career. But first, let's hear from Rafa Nadal, his take on what went down. For some reason, I, I, I had problems with myself. Uh, I don't understand why, because I, I, I was not having problems on, on the practices and at all. Uh, but today was on one of these days that uh, my surf was a disaster. He played well. He deserved uh, more than me. I fight it. Yeah, uh, that's the, the positive thing. I was there, but uh, you can't expect a win against a player like him. It's easy to play when you have nothing to expect, but in his position, when you have to win yes or yes on clay courts especially, and he's doing this every time, it's, it's amazing. Well, a lot of big results here. Just the third career loss before the semifinals in Monte Carlo for Rafa Nadal. Only his 41st career loss on clay. I mean, that's crazy because he's got like 500 wins. Uh, Rublev, 18th man to beat Nadal on clay since the start of 2005. That is not a lot because it's been, well, uh, many more years than that. He's actually the first player to ever take a third set off of Rafa Nadal in Monte Carlo. John, I'm going to ask you the question that you posed to the Twitterverse. If this were best of five, is Rafa Nadal still playing? It's interesting, and I, I think the answer is no. I mean, I think the way this match went, Shanda, you framed that so nicely that, you know, Rublev's up 6-2, 4-2, he's cruising, and then Nadal makes his comeback where he said, oh, we've seen this movie before. The better player got off the boil, and now he's going to cruise home. And Rublev hung in there. Won that third set. Nadal, again, lost his game. Those were sort of the same talking points of Djokovic yesterday, right? I mean, all, all credit to my opponent, but boy, was I bad. The one thing I'll say about Nadal, let's think back to October. Nadal goes to Rome. He loses to Diego Schwartzman. We say, oh, it's, it's the king of clays being deposed. He's not going to last anymore. And he goes to the French Open, and he doesn't drop a set. So who knows how much predictive value this match has in terms of the French Open. But, uh, boy, that was a strange, strange loss for a guy who doesn't lose much on the surface and doesn't lose much at this venue. Yeah, I think, you know, if you consider if they were playing three out of five, I think with the way Nadal was playing, he probably would not have worked his way out of that match today with how solid Rublev was, the way he held his ground, held his nerve after losing that big lead in the second set. There were all, everything pointed to Rublev really deserving that win. And that's, you know, notwithstanding Rafa's play and his serving. So, you know, it's, some days are like that. Sometimes it's not the best day at the office. And certainly the king of clay, if he's going to lose anywhere, he would prefer it here versus at Roland Garros. He's still got some weeks to prepare and, and get ready. And sometimes a loss like that just makes you reset a little mm. bit harder, makes him more dangerous. So I would not by any means, you know, start waving, you know, the, the, the panic button here. Uh, but, you know, definitely a good day for Rublev. A huge day for Rublev. Adds to his ATP leading tour wins. He's got 23 now for Rafa, though. He said, I hope this is an isolated incident. He's going to get back on the practice court before Barcelona, like you said, Chanda. Until this happens at Roland Garros, no worries for Nadal yet. The defending champion in Monte Carlo, none other than Fabio Fonini. He was the last player before Andre Rublev to take out Rafa Nadal in the Principality. But he has never defeated Kasper Rude. How about the youngster from Norway, John? A rude awakening. He is from Norway, but also trains at the Nadal Academy. So it wasn't a total watch of the day for the Nadal Academy because Rude was just... 
terrific. We don't necessarily think of Scandinavia as matching up with this kind of conditions, but I was talking to Rude a few weeks ago, and he says the heavier the better, and this actually isn't dissimilar to some of the conditions where he played when he wasn't indoors in Scandinavia. He was great today, really took advantage of his opportunities. Both players had seven break points. Rude was only broken once, Fonini broken four times, so Rude really took advantage of his opportunities. As you say, Steve, they played twice before, and Fonini hadn't even taken the set off of this kid. You know what? We're now six sets played, six sets won for Casper Rude into the semis. Big win for Casper Rude. He caught up with Prakash after. Fabio is a, is a great player. He, he plays very um, tricky at, uh, sometimes, you know, you have to be on your toes because he can he can fire from, from all, all around the court. He can hit winners from basically anywhere and he's very quick. He, he defends well when he wants to run. So uh, I'm glad that it looked comfortable, but it wasn't <laughs> until uh, that last ball went out. Then you feel you can, you know, you can relax in your shoulders and uh, I'm happy that I was able to pull it off. Meantime, the ladies in Charleston quarterfinal Friday. Shelby Rogers at a career high. Great opportunity for her first title, but the same chanta can be said for Danka Kovinic. Yeah, Shelby Rogers early had some opportunities. We saw the great points there, but Kovinic playing such confident tennis has a level of aggression that she can step up and throw out there in the middle of matches. That's been a big change in her game, and she was able to do that in the first set. And the first set turned out to be huge because once Kovinic was able to win that battle, she was able to take over, and Shelby Rogers just had no answers, even with her big game or big serves. Got down the early break there in the second set, and Kovinic just kept the pressure on, kept the pedal to the metal, and it's not often that we see Rogers completely taken out of a set. She's been playing so well, but Kovinic is on fire, looking great going into her semifinal matchup. It's been a magical two weeks in Charleston for the pride of Montenegro, John. She is in back-to-back semifinals in the low country, and Shelby Rogers' run ends, but she has had a good two weeks as well. Yeah, good two weeks, got to sleep in her own bed, gets to leave with a career high ranking, some nice momentum. Someone on social media, they said, who is this young player, Kovinich? And you said, well, wait a second, she's, she's almost 27 years old. Uh, she is squarely mid-career, but she's healthy and she's playing some terrific tennis. She's been in the top 50 before. It looks like she's headed back there because she's had a wonderful time in the low country. Yeah, and I think, John, your point is she's healthy, and that's been the big thing. That's been the, the, uh, the new perspective for Shelby Rogers, and you can see it in her tennis. This, you know, wasn't her best day, especially at the end, but she came up against a player who is on form, who can create openings in her own right. So I think there's a lot of positives for Shelby Rogers to take from these last couple of weeks and for, from what she's been able to do starting kind of – maybe the fall of last year sure. into this year. Um, so I think it's all positives. It gives her a chance to reset here and, you know, keep it going. And after two weeks in the bubble, she can finally see her family and, and give out some hugs. It was nice. social distanced for Shelby, but she can see her parents now, her, her little niece as well. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. We're going to go back to Monte Carlo, get a preview of tomorrow's action from Danny and Prakash. Plus, with Nadal and Fonini out, we are guaranteed a first-time Masters 1000 winner. Could it be the Greek god, Stefano Tsitsipas? You're watching TC Live.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Steve Chanda John back on TC Live. It is the Billie Jean King Cup. This one in Argentina. That is Nadia Podoroska. Made the semifinals at Roland Garros last year. She was up a set and 3-1 against Yulia Putin-Seva. But the Kazakh Chanda battled back for the win. Yeah, this type of situation is perfect for Putin-Seva, who thrives off the energy and the crowd, is a great competitor, and used that spirit at the end. This is the essence of the Billie Jean King Cup. Elena Rybakina getting upset, though. So it's one all. Argentina, Kazakhstan, Great Britain, led by Katie Bolter, Heather Watson. They have a 2-0 lead on Mexico right now. Italy up 2-0, and Canada 2-0 right now against Serbia. The action continues 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow on TC+. So you can see all the Billie Jean King Cup matches, all the ties. Love that. I've been using my TC+. It's, I'm surprised it's still working. I've been using <laughs> it so much. <laughs> it's on fire. It's, it's smoking, Chanda. All right, back to Monte Carlo we go. Stefano Sitsipas has now made eight quarterfinals, eight different Masters 1000s. This was the first time, though, in Monaco. Taking on Alejandro Davidovich Fokina and Sitsipas on a run here. Maybe be able to take that first Masters 1000 title. Caught a bit of a break today and a three all. You see Fokina pulled up a little bit late, but with a quad injury, he got some massage. He'd had a nice week of tennis, beat Berrettini, beat Alex Diminor. Bit of a disappointment because he was clearly compromised here. Sitsipas, though, did not relent, and he wins this match. It only took 45 minutes before uh, Ripcord after the first 7-7-5. But Sitsipas now into the semis and chance to win his first Masters 1000. One guy who has not been compromised, that is the Brit Dan Evans. Beat Lyovich, beat Harkatch, beat the world number one Novak Djokovic. Chanda, how would he back it up against David Goffin? Yeah, that was the big question. And the first set, it looked like Goffin was going to take the edge and the advantage in this match. He won the first set with solid play. Goffin playing some confident tennis on his side as well. But Evans has battled, especially in that upset of Djokovic. He did it again against Goffin to take that second set. And in the third, it was a bit of a stretch run here to get that first break. It was Evans who held strong and right here taking over the midcourt area. That's the strength of Evans' game. And he was able to do that on the red clay. It was able to translate. That hasn't always been the case. This is a guy that can play on the different surfaces that can give anybody trouble. Proved it today by backing up that big upset with another solid win. This is an incredible season for Dan Evans. Won his first ATP Tour title earlier this year in Melbourne. Uh, John did not have a ton of success when it came to the clay courts. It only won like four matches coming into this event. He's already backed that up. Takes on Stefano Tsitsipas. What's impressed you the most, John, about Dan Evans? I think just the nuance, he really seems to get this surface. He's a good athlete. He's a nice mover, but he really has played Clay Cortez. This isn't some guy who's just going back there and blasting serves. He really seems to get this surface. And again, Shanda, you said it. I mean, beating Djokovic says something. Backing that up with a W. Back that W up. That's uh, that's another statement of a different kind, and now he's in the semis. Backing it up on dubs. Uh, how about this, Chanda? He is also in the semifinals 
in doubles. He's not used to losing, Steve, <laughs> and that's been probably the biggest story of the week for Dan Evans. And there's this idea that you can't play as aggressive tennis on the red clay, and you can, and you've just got to be a little more methodical about it. You've got to be a little more strategic. And Dan Evans, I think, is, is realizing that. He's seeing how well his game can translate. He's gaining the confidence and the belief. That's huge. And we're seeing it in real time, how his game has grown on this surface. He's the British number one right now. Stefano Tsitsipas is next. John, thoughts against Tsitsipas. Can he get another huge win? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about momentum. We've talked about rhythms. We talk about how playing doubles may have helped him because it gets him in that mindset. I wonder what the impact of Tsitsipas only playing 45 minutes today will be. I think heavier conditions probably favor Tsitsipas, but who would bick against clay court specialist Dan Evans right now? <laughs> clay court specialist. Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss it. The semifinals from Monte Carlo. Both those guys looking for their first Masters 1000 titles. All Jabur looking for her first ever title on the WTA Tour. Can she get it done in Charleston? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ruben Wertham Weissman back on TC Live. Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano started the year ranked around 200 in the world, would get a wild card in her home country of Colombia last week, went on to take the title. Fourth teenager to win on the WTA this year, celebrated by hopping a flight to Charleston. Cami said in 2019, Clara Tawson won the Aussie Junior title. Layla Fernandez won the Roland Garros Junior title. And then she won the U.S. Open junior title. It has gone in the same order this year. Clara Tawson, the first to win in Lyon, and then Leila Fernandez in Monterey. Let's see, can Cammy take the title in Charleston? She would take on Clara Tawson today, a battle of the teenagers, Chanda. Yeah, and the first set did not disappoint. Very good level of tennis, but right here at the end, Tawson started going to that left knee that has been taped since her first round match where she heard it during her play, tried to continue. She would lose the first set with Osorio Serrano playing good tennis, playing comprehensive on this play, moving well. But you hated to see this timeout, this medical timeout, because it looked very bad. And right here, Tawson says no more. It was too painful. She was in tears before that last point. And nice from Osorio Serrano. You could see the friendship, the connection that they have. She was comforting her a couple of times in those moments. And sometimes that helps for any player. Yeah, incredible sportsmanship time. there. Eight straight match wins for Osorio Serrano. <laughs> How about 21 straight games in a row for Olsen John taking on now Habino. These sets have been so fast for her. And Ons Fire. This is brought to you by the letter O. O is for Ons. O is also for the bagel she's been serving up. She won 61% of her return points. She broke serve every time Habino served except once. This was 6-0, 5-0 in Habino. Finally got a game, but boy, Anshabur gives you a little of everything. We see drop shots, we see lobs. She's the first seed. She's never won a title, another O, but now she's only two matches away from that.
All right, let's take a look at the semifinals in Charleston. Jabir Kovinich, Astra Sharma against the teenager Osorio Serrano. So we are looking for a young champion or perhaps a first-time champion. We've got a rematch in that top half between Jabir and Kovinich. It was Donka Kovinich, Chanda, that took the win in the Volvo car open. Who's going to win this time? I think that, that's going to be the match, really, that we're, we're looking at because both of these players, back-to-back -back weeks, have been playing fantastic tennis. That is not easy. Sometimes, you know, one player or the other has a drop. Uh, but for Jabour, you got to feel like she's got a little more revenge on her mind. She didn't serve as well last week at the Volvo Car Open. She has been serving better this week, playing just a little more confident in the mid-court areas of the of the court. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how Kovinich comes back after winning their last meeting. You know, sometimes there's just a little bit of a letdown. So that should be an interesting one. It, it should, John. Uh, she told me last week in Charleston, Alves did. You know, no more quarterfinals, no more semifinals. Mm -hmm. I want titles. Is, is this the event? There we go. <laughs> In it to win it. Um, I would think so. She's been very funny about how it's the same site, but seems like just such a different energy. And we'll see if that also means a different result. But boy, has she been playing terrific, fun, easy on the eyes, whimsical tennis. And now she's four sets away from that first title. She certainly is. By the way, Donka Kovinich loves the Formula One. Very close now to getting that checkered flag in Charleston. Got to the final last week. Time now to enter the social net here on TC Live. And we start with Dominic Team pulling out of Belgrade with some knee soreness. John says the goal, obviously, is to be fully healthy for Roland Garros. Yeah, he's, he's won five matches this year. He said, I, I still am waiting for 2021 to uh, start. It doesn't want to start for me. Uh, he said he'll be back at Barcelona, but... Uh, this is a bit of a blow to Dominic Team. This event will be played at Belgrade at the Novak Djokovic Tennis Center. Who do you think might be the fan favorite at that event, guys? <laughs> a guy, I don't know, maybe a Serbian that's ranked one in the world. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, they can both pull off some tricks. How about this, Chanda? Carolina in Lake Nona. She's a teenager. What, what do you think of this trickeration? Oh, man. You know, the, I like the word, first of all, Steve, trickeration. But second of all, this is impressive. And look, she turns the racket. So she starts hitting it on the other side midway through. That's what kind of throws her off. But this is impressive. Is that considered using your left and right brain? You know, yeah. I was kind of reading up on that. You know, I think I'm more of a left brain person, so I couldn't have done the spinning part. But this is this is good stuff. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, don't sell yourself short there, Ruben. You know, there's a spot at the new studio where I think we can set this up with uh, with both of you two trying to uh, trying to pull this off. I'm that game. Is, uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Different use of a racket, but that's that's some hand speed right there. But, but Chandy, you said you didn't bring your sticks to, to Santa Monica yeah, this yeah. week. I, and I need mine that are weighted and balanced, Steve, and I'm sticking to that story. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you borrow mine. I'll let you, we can embarrass ourselves together. How about that? <laughs> All right, time to take another break here on TC Live. Much more still to come starting tomorrow, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. The semifinals from Monte Carlo. The semifinals from Charleston at 11 a.m. And TC Live, as always, to follow. We'll be right back. Back on Tennis Channel Live, look at this. Guaranteed a new Masters 1000 champion. Semifinals from Monte Carlo. Dan Evans, what a week. Took out the world number one. He'll take on Stefano Tsitsipas, followed by Andre Rublev. Coming off that win against Rafa Nadal, against Kasper Ruud. Let's head back to Monte Carlo for a preview with Danny and Prakash. 
All right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings desk. Prakash, Dan Evans just continues to impress here in Monte Carlo. But how do you like his chances against Sitsipas in the semifinals? Well, I think he's going to have to use every ounce of that all-court game. And we saw him do a little bit of serve and volley, a little bit of old-school chip and charge. I think we need to see a little bit more of that and try to make Steph pass him on that backhand and win off the back foot, which is not where the big Greek wants to be. Well, we are certainly looking forward to two super semifinals here, Steve. All right, thanks so much, Danny. Another uh, super pocket square there from Prakash. Uh, Chad, uh, well, let's talk about the other one. Kasper Ruud, Andre Rublev. Saw Dan Evans back up a win against the world number one with a victory. What's going through the head uh, of Andre Rublev right now after beating the king of clay? Yeah, I, I think it's the same thought that we heard from Dan Evans after beating Novak Djokovic, and that's, you know, it's just a match. We've still got to come back the next day. And, and it's that awareness that I think Rublev, he certainly has naturally, but he's got to have it even more. Big win, but he's got to come right back, get down to business, play the way he did almost a bit better because Nadal did not serve as well. Rude has been playing good tennis, serving well, and it's going to be, I think, a heavier match for Rublev to work his way through, but it should be a good one. Yeah. You know, the match today against Rafa, it went three sets. It was physical to some extent, but also what a strange emotional day where you're Rublev, you're on the precipice of winning, you catch Nadal on an off day, then all of a sudden Nadal is untouchable for about 20 minutes. It goes to a third set and then you rally, you, you regroup, you break him twice. It's a big, big win. One of the biggest wins of Rublev's career. You wonder if this is going to catapult him or if this takes a lot out of him because this was emotional as well as physical. All 10 of Casper Ruud's win at Masters 1000s have come on the red clay. So we'll see if he can continue that against the Russian, who has won more matches than anyone on the ATP this year. Some big upsets continue in the Principality. For Chanda Rubin, John Wertheim, our entire Tennis Channel team, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live. The coverage from Monaco, back at it, 7.30 a.m. Eastern, Saturday.